Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we go absolutely head over heels for everything Keyforge, its community, and of course, the excitement of discovery. I am Ed Pocock, and today I think you'll find things have changed around the Crucible a bit. For a start, you might have noticed that the podcast looks slightly different We've changed up our colour scheme for a few weeks in solidarity with the exciting release of the new set Mass Mutation. And I've had to learn the hard way. This is not Mass Mutations. It is Mass Mutation. And I've been drilling it into my head. Uh, But please do excuse me if there is a bloopers reel at the end where I say Mass Mutations repeatedly. Maybe you can turn it into a drinking game or some kind. You might also be wondering, why is it just Ed on the podcast? Where is the American suave voice of Zach? And do not fear, Zach will be back very soon. But we're going to do something a little bit different here. We're going to do something we have not done since the release, of course, of Worlds Collide, the third set in Keyforge. We are going to take a first look. For those of you who are relatively new to the podcast, who maybe weren't around for the release of Worlds Collide, a first look is where I dive into a new set for the first time. So for those of you who have maybe joined a bit more recently than this, what is a first look episode? So a first look episode is where I dive into a new set and I see these cards for the first time. And I really mean see these cards for the first time because I've been a avoiding spoilers. I've been avoiding all of these cards that have been out in the wild now for months and doing my utmost to sort of keep in a bubble away from it or keep obviously connected to the Keyforge community very much, but do my best to avoid spoiling all of these cards so that I can have the form of discovery that I enjoy to have. Now, I think it works super well because Zach is completely the opposite of me. He likes to dive in, look at all the spoilers, understand the intricacies of that set, the rules, everything that goes around it. And I think that's why, you know, when we dive into mass mutations as a whole and look at everything that mass mutations has to offer you will probably get that sense of raw discovery still from myself and that sense of you know i've seen this stuff and i know what it does from zach and i think i think that's going to be super fun but for now i'm going to open my first deck of mass mutations i've seen a couple of things and i haven't been able to avoid it but most of this is going to be completely new to me so i ask you the listener to share in this excitement with me and share in this discovery with me if 
the set is completely new to you as well. I hope that you enjoy hearing my first possibly ludicrous, strange, surprising impressions of what we open. If you have been down with the spoilers for months now i hope that you enjoy laughing essentially at what my first thoughts of these cards are and maybe get a sense of that discovery with me so without further ado let's dive in and i have to say this box looks snazzy honestly i don't know how they got this through marketing and i mean that in the nicest possible way it's it's crazy i the art style is awesome it's it's just there's so much going on here and it's great to see it in reality the other great thing, I think, for us Europeans anyway, is that we have got, for the first time, the side-opening decks that I know our Keyforge community in America have had for a little bit longer. So we are very, very pleased to have these side-opening decks here in Europe, although I have to say, I think the plastic on them is a bit unnecessary. It would be nice if they were entirely recyclable. But yes, so we are opening it now. I hope you guys can hear this. There we go. And we have, ooh, oh gosh. So we have a green Archon card and it looks like a Viking. The Archon looks like a Viking or maybe a mask, an exciting mask. Very strange. And we have the deck is called Four Eyes Beatrix Wall Guru, which makes absolutely no sense, but it sounds kind of cool. So classic Keyforge. Um, we have Untamed. We have Shadows. And we have Logos, so I'm excited with those. I think Untamed has become my favorite house now. Don't tell the others, I wouldn't want them getting jealous. And just looking, I'm, I'm gonna try and go through it sort of one by one and not spoil anything, but just looking at this card now, we have so much blue on this card. So there's a lot of enhanced cards going on here. And it, for those of you who have maybe come back from a hiatus and are back to Keyforge, enhanced is this awesome new mechanic, which I think is gonna add so much versatility into this set and really make me uh, keen to buy lots and lots of lovely decks. And what it does is you have a card and it maybe says enhance to Amber and then two random cards in your deck are going to be assigned to, to a, an Amber Pip each or maybe both Amber Pips are going to be on the same card. And you haven't just got this with Amber, you've got this with Capture, you've got this with Card Drawing. And you've got this with dealing one damage. And I think that's going to be really interesting for getting rid of wards. But this for me is like the purest form of Keyforge, right? You know, it's taken the deck randomness that we love and that we, you know, we, we've, we've really enjoyed in different sets. And it goes, hey, so, you know, all those decks you played were really different. We're going to make them more different. I am super excited to see what this does. I, I, I suppose I'm saddened slightly that... Maybe we're going to get slightly less uh, time to play sealed with other people in person because I think this set would be really shine in that field. But I, I also think just, you know, thinking about that mechanic, it's going to shine in any field. So I'm looking forward to diving in. And without further ado, let's go. So we're starting with Untamed. And I have a big cat beast. This is Unoya. Um, it's a rare card. It's a six power creature. And it says, after an enemy creature is destroyed fighting Unoya, gain one amber and heal two damage from Unoya. So I'm thinking, you know, this maybe is some of the heal mechanic in Untamed paying off slightly. I like this because I like cats. This looks super cool. It's like, um, 
It's been infused with amber, but it's also flying like a dragon. Dragon cats. Wow. <laughs> so how much could we get out of this? I am not sure. I, I think it depends on the rest of the cards in the deck. But, you know, healing two damage is never a bad thing. Six power is probably enough to stick around on the board. And it means that you're gaining a bit of amber for doing a bit of board clearing. So there's no no harm in this, I don't think. This can't be a bad thing. Next, we have Vault Blessing. It is an uncommon card. It has, ooh, we've got our first Enhanced Pip. So there is an Amber Pip on this, but there is also an Enhanced with a damage. I'm looking forward to thinking about how these things work. Each, it's an action card, and it says play. Each player gains one Amber for each mutant they control. Okay. So we haven't seen any mutants yet, but this is one to, I think, keep an eye on and think about because we might see some mutants later on in this deck opening. Oh, the flavor text is nice here. A change this profound must be the will of the architects. The architects, of course, being the mysterious people that created the Crucible. And next we have Trimble. It looks like an angry tree. And it's a creature. It's a mutant. So we have our first mutant. We can start using this action card and getting stuff off it. Uh, three power. Each mutant creature gains skirmish. Okay, so I'm already seeing we're going to want to have some mutant synergies in this deck to get some of these get some of these effects to, to work. A rapid Evolution is our next card. This is an action card. It has an amber pip, and it says choose a creature. Give it one plus power counter for each amber you have. Okay, okay, interesting. I, I actually think this could be quite useful. I mean... You know, if we look at previous cards like Blood of Blood of Titans, I believe it was called, the Bromna upgrade that gave an additional five power. If you wait until a time that you've got quite a lot of amber with this one, you're gonna maybe be getting four, five, six, seven, eight amber in eight plus one power counters on a creature. If we were to put that on Unoya, for example, we might be doing quite well. There might be some interesting things going on, and whoa, what is this? There's a frog exploding here. Oh my gosh, taking in this art. Uh, key frog, two power, destroyed. Forge a key at the current cost. Wow. So it's a key charge with a frog on it. Okay, so I'm imagining that there's been a lot of hot takes on this in the community so far because it seems like an interesting card. But if I were to uh, to throw my initial thoughts into the ring, I'd say that this could be a really interesting card. However, with Key Charge, yes, it clogs up your hand, but you have utmost control on when you're going to play it. And maybe even you keep it in your archives until you need it. This one is going to be a little harder than that because your opponent has some control over when to destroy it. So I'm not entirely sure quite how effective this one's going to be in comparison, but I guess we're going to find out by playing everyone. And the next one here is Gloriana's Attendant. We have a Pixie Mutant. Whoa, okay. So it's got some dark amber on it, and it's the flavor text is interesting. The Dark Amber will set my fairy brethren free. So this is by the Dark Queen Gloriana. I'm guessing this is another another card in the set, maybe a mutated fairy queen, which is kind of cool. And this has got two enhanced amber tokens. Okay, one power creature. Hmm. 
So this looks like a dust pixie from the first set. The the pixie that gave you, uh, I think it had one power and it gave you two amber pips straight off the bat. This one spreads them out, which I think initial take today's world maybe that's actually better than having it on one card because when you look at cards like infernus cards that can dunk you for two amber if you've if you've used a card with two amber on it maybe it's nicer to have that amber spread out and the next card we have ghost talk lovely card i do like seeing ghost talk and um yes that's that's always welcome we have flumph oh we got a second kitty. Oh, this one's cute. I swear I use the word flumph anyway to describe things. This is amazing. Little creature, skirmish, three power, give a beast creature two plus one power counters. Okay, so we got a lot of beast creatures so far. We got quite a few. And I, so I think this is going to be quite an interesting one to, to, to throw in. Yeah, certainly ghost talks a beast, key frogs a beast. Trimble's a... No, Trimble's not a beast, but Yanoia's a beast. Maybe it's going to want to give those power counters to itself and become unstoppably huge. Ah, interesting. We've got a real synergy here, I think, with the Rapid Evolution card as well, which is also putting plus one power counters on things. And I think the moment we get interesting cards with a bunch of plus one power counters on them, we could be, you know, we could be in the money with a, an interesting deck here. Oh, wow. Okay, so we got two cards that, that are the same here. We got Double Fandangle. Fandangle. It is a three-power creature. Um, it is a mutant witch traded, and it says when you have four amber or more, your non-untamed creatures enter play ready. Interesting. Okay, so maybe a bit of an anti-synergy here with... Uh, the card we had earlier, Vault Blessing, uh, which wants you to play Untamed when you've got loads and loads of Amber. Um, and this one doesn't want you to play when you've got so much Amber so that you can really make the most of it when you've got a bit more Amber. But the really interesting thing here is we have three, yes, three Enhanced Icons on Fandangle. We have on one Fandangle... Three, three damage icons, which I, I think is going to be really interesting. If I'm right, I think we can we can do them all separately. So if the opponent's battle line has got three wards on it, bang, 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 that's three damage uh, to, to different things. That's three wards gone, which I think is going to be really powerful against something which has really dominated in Worlds Collide. Ward has been super powerful. Next, we have Dark Fairy. Oh, this is cool. It is what it says on the tin. It is a fairy and it is dark. Um, it's a two-power creature. It is, of course, a mutant. Uh, picking up on a common theme here. Skirmish traded and it says fight gain two. Oh, so we had our dust pixie and now we've got our dark dew fairy. Wow. Okay. That's cool. That's really cool. I like that a lot. So instead of reap gain two amber essentially reap gain one amber plus one amber it's fight gain two amber interesting and because it's skirmish it might stick around on the board particularly if we can throw other things at the opponent that they really need to get rid of this one might sneak around for a few turns we'll see and we have our fuzzy gruin on steroids oh my god I'm not even going to try to pronounce this card, but yeah, if you're following on on Decks of Keyforge, you can look at this and um, 
You can see what I mean. I mean, Fuzzy Groom was so cute, but this one is terrifying. Wow. It's a mutant, of course. It's four power traded. It says, whilst you have four amber or more, your amber cannot be stolen. So here's another theme of having more amber and, and getting the reaping the benefits. Maybe having more amber around for a little while might, you know, keep keep this deck on board and, and deal it a bit more. Give it a bit more time to uh, to brew, to brew its concoctions and its plans. And we have on on this card as well, there is another piece of flavor text by Dark Queen Gloriana. Dark Amber unlocks one's true potential. Clearly, Dark Queen Gloriana is a protagonist of this set. And we are on to Shadows. Okay, so I'm just glancing through this now and very familiar theme for Shadows here. We've got, you know, the same color scheme, which is, of course, welcome. I really do like this world Shadows inhabits. So the first card is Techno Thief. And I believe this is one of these new cards where it's half one house and half the other house. And... Of all of the new things in Mass Mutations, I think this is probably one thing that interests me the least from a game design perspective, but I'm willing to be open-minded here. So this is Techno Thief. It's a mutant thief-traded creature. Um, It's got a nice uh, enhanced damage pip on it. Three power, elusive, and it says reap. Discard a card from your hand if you do draw a card okay so a nice bit of hand management there that's always welcome i don't think this one's going to be anyone's you know first thing to get off the field either so i think that might be a really really useful effect maybe something just kind of ticks over does a bit of stuff i don't think it's going to be groundbreaking but sometimes those things that just tick over and do their thing are going to make a big difference in the long term Next card, we have a Spike Trap. We know what this is. Um, And next up, Reckless Rizzo. I believe this is a new card as well. It is a one-power Elf Thief creature. It is elusive, and it has an action ability, Steal 2. Until the start of your next turn, Reckless Rizzo loses elusive. Okay, so that's not so fun, but you can Steal 2. realistically people are going to get this off the field i think quite frequently before you can use it but i do like those cards that require an answer because if you're constantly playing things that require an answer your opponent's never doing quite what they want to be doing so this is going to be interesting next up it is a miasma bomb the artifact version of miasma by the appearances here It has an enhanced damage icon on it, and it has an action ability. Destroy Miasma Bomb. Your opponent skips the Forger Key Step during their next turn. Wow, okay. Hmm. So you can only use it once. It's an artifact, so it's not clogging up your hand. That's nice. The number of times you get Miasma may be early on in the game or exactly when you don't want it. Clogs up your hand. You know, it's difficult to really kind of quantify the tangible impact that has on your game and maybe the damage that deals. So I'm looking forward to playing with this one, something you can leave out in the field. If your opponent does have artifact control, maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're going to use it on this, but then they're forced to use it on something. So... A lot of decks still don't have artifact control. Certainly we haven't seen any in this one. So I'm I'm willing to believe that this could be an equally as powerful card to, to traditional Miasma. 
Bone Rot Venom, we've seen this before. And a new one, Vandalize. It's an action card with an amber pip. Um, and play. Look at the top three cards of your opponent's deck. Discard one and put the others back in any order. Hmm, this is the first card I think we've ever seen in Keyforge that allows you to manipulate your opponent's deck, of course, apart from Merkins that allows you to play the top card on your opponent's deck. And Merkins, I honestly believe, would be a card that we would all be ranting and raving about if it weren't in Age of Ascension. Um, and I'll disclaim this with the fact that I really do love Age of Ascension. I think it's one of the best sets, if not the best set for sealed play. Um, it... It maybe doesn't see so much play in the Archon format. So this is an interesting card. How much difference is it going to have? Realistically, your opponent is going to be drawing between two and three cards on average a turn anyway. So realistically, your opponent's going to be drawing two to three cards a turn. Discarding one of these and forcing that discard might just mean that you get rid of the card that you wanted to get rid of. I think this is a card which is going to be situational, but not unwelcome. Okay, and we have Subtle Otto. Subtle Otto does not look very subtle, but he does look kind of creepy. Um, so uh, it's a one power creature, mutant thief traded. And it says play, your opponent discards a random card from their hand. Interesting, so we've got a bit more disc going on here in Shadows this time. That card discard... Uh, Mechanic is normally seen in this. Seeker Needle, Nexus. Oh, and we got a couple of new cards here. A double mutant cut purse. Um, both of these are the perpetrators of the enhanced triple triple damage icons. Um, and they both have three power. Okay, so so we've definitely got a minimum of six damage icons in this deck, which <sighs> I think damage icons of the four are probably going to be the least powerful and least impactful, but they are certainly, certainly not unwelcome and could really, as I said earlier, pop off those wards. And yeah, for creatures like Shadows, unfortunately, they're not going to be sticking around quite as long as they would do otherwise. Talking of not sticking around as they could do, as they maybe could do otherwise, we've got Bonithing. Bonithing, a tiny little creature with a huge shadow self, the card from Kota maybe behind it. It has an amber pip, it is elf and thief traded, and it says play, steal one amber for each forged key your opponent has. Okay, so yeah, realistically, you're going to be getting an average of one amber when you stick to steal, which is a nice kind of amber delta of two there. Um, I don't mind this. I think this is interesting. You're going to get an amber for playing it as well. Quite like this card. It's not going to stick around. It's not going to do much. But yeah, it, it you you get your impactful you you get your impactful play effect from it. So I like that. And we have a rare from uh, Kota that I don't think I've ever seen before. Actually, this is Skippy Time Hog for. Yeah, most of you casual players, you might not have seen this either. So this is a one power mutant creature, a mutant from the first set. Oh my gosh. Maybe Skippy Timehog came to Kota from a future crucible where Dark Amber had already been discovered and maybe Skippy Timehog 
was the cause of the dark amber mutations across the crucible. I don't know, I might be getting a bit ahead of myself here. So it's one power, so maybe not going to be sticking around as much as it might be otherwise, but it has a play effect. Your opponent cannot use any cards during their next turn. Oh, wow. Okay. I like this. This is interesting. I did not I didn't know what this card did. But I think it it seems almost like one of those cards where you say your opponent can't play any action cards. So if this is later on in the game, your opponent's maybe built up a big board, a big world's collide board, this is going to be quite impactful. Of course, cards can still be played and discarded, but you know, if your opponent's needing a turn and that's, you know, all they need, this could be a really interesting one. Next, we have an artifact. It is Forge Compiler. It has a enhanced amber pip on it. Um, it's an, uh, and it says, after your opponent forges a key, destroy Forge Compiler and ward each friendly creature. Gosh. And I think we've got quite a few creatures in this deck by the feeling of it so far. So this could be quite a powerful card. Um, if you could get sort of six, eight wards off it in the best case wow can you imagine goodness i think this could be quite impactful next we have a discombobulator we've seen this before but it's nice steel hate um steel hate though making me wonder quite how impactful shadows is going to be in this set from what we've seen you know not yeah not because of any cards they have, but because of their reliance on the steel mechanic because of their size, their relative size. Um, I don't think they stick around on boards and boards are much more important than they used to be. We will see. Uh, the jury is out, but maybe some of the other sets deserve a bit more limelight after Shadows really, really hogged it in those early days of Keyforge. Next, we have a Titan Engineer. So this looks like a riff on the titan mechanic already it's six power it's a cyborg scientist of course uh, titan uh, titan mechanic was six power as well and it says whilst titan engineer is not on a flank keys cost plus one so it's the opposite of titan mechanic interesting i think it's going to be much harder to control this effect though because if you've got titan mechanic on a flank then you can just put a card outside it. This one is going to be much harder. So I'm not sure quite whether this is going to have the same impact. Um, of course, many of you, I'm sure, who've been looking at these cards, thinking about them for a while and talking about them are going to be going, oh, Ed, oh, Ed, your hot takes are not so hot. They're maybe lukewarm at best. Next, we have Munchling, a double Munchling. And this is a Skirmish Mutant. It's three power... And it's, it says, fight, you may discard a Logos card from your hand or archives if you do gain one Amber. Okay, well, more skirmish, more fighting. I quite like this. If you need a bit of Amber quickly, you can, you can do that maybe late game. Three power skirmish creature. I mean, it's all right. I think this deck might suffer from not having any of those houses with the big bulky creatures in them for a bit more kind of board presence. I Honestly, I think now when we have shadows in a deck, we kind of need to see a Sanctum, a Brobnar, uh, maybe not, maybe not Brobnar, um, a Sanctum or a Saurian to counterbalance the smaller creatures, the smaller impact that maybe some of the shadows creatures can make on board. 
and maybe have a kind of wider balance overall. So next we have a double, another double, lots of doubles in this deck. We have a double even Ivan. Okay, so it's four power, even creature. And even Ivan says, action, if your opponent has an even amount of amber, steal one. Interesting. Okay, so, hmm, situational. My opponent might say, oh, goodness, this guy's got two even Ivans in his deck. I've got to keep my amber at an odd amount, but then they might not. They might slip. Um, uh, again, more steel going on here. Hopefully, the opponent will not have any steel hate in their deck. Next, we have a double diametric charge, and it is a Logos robot looking absolutely badass. Uh, walking away from a fire in a kind of, yeah, I do this for breakfast kind of look. Uh, two amber pips here, one on each card, of course. Uh, always welcome. I think we've had quite a few amber pips in this deck. I'll have to count them up. And it has a playability deal one damage to a creature with a two damage splash. Ooh, this is the opposite of that Brobnar card from, was it from Age of Ascension? This is all off the top of my head. But I quite liked that card. So I think this is going to be an interesting card. I think this could, you know, more ward popping. And the amount of damage dealing this, this deck has, there's no board wipes, unfortunately. But it might sort of keep an opponent's board down enough to at least make an impact. Honestly, I don't think this deck's going to be making waves. But, you know, you might be looking at the decks of Keyforge score later and be laughing at me and going, oh, Ed. So... Yeah, I'm not going to say too much here, but the flavor text is cool bots don't look at explosions, which, um, hey, I mean, that sounds cool. We've got daughter, daughter's back. We like daughter. And we have an auto encoder. This is an artifact with a, a robot in a bubble with lots of robots around it. Yeah, very logos. And it says after a card is discarded from your hand, archive the top card of your deck. Okay. I like this. There's cards. We got the two munchlings there. They're asking me to discard cards. I can discard cards. I can then maybe get an impact from that and not be hurt too much in terms of my card advantage. So I think I really like this combo. It might be a combo that flies under the radar. I'm going to have to play around with this a bit more. Cool. So there we have it. I think this is my first experience of, of mass mutations and it hasn't disappointed. I'm really looking forward to diving in and playing a couple of games today, particularly with these awesome cats. We've got Unoya, so many other things. And yeah, Shadows being Shadows. Logos doing some slightly different things. Yeah, I mean, Steel is still hand management stuff, but it feels a bit different. So I'm looking forward to seeing how representative this is of the overall set and watching Skippy, Skippy the, the Time Hog Kangaroo in action. We're going to be doing another one of these, but we've got a lot more to come in our mass mutation. I nearly said mass mutations, but I didn't quite. I caught myself. In our mass mutation celebration season, we are very excited to have a crossover episode with your your other favorite podcast. You're allowed to have two. No more, of course, but you're allowed to have two. This is Help from Future Self. We are going to be doing a QuizForge crossover with them where I will be teaming up with Blake, Boulevard Paper Fight. You might know him as Coach. You might know him as many names. He goes by many names 
games on the internet of Keyforge. And uh, Zach is going to be teaming up with Alex or Scuzzy, Scuzzy Gruen. And we're going to be asking the opposite team questions. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be Keyforge. It's going to be zany. The community has submitted so many questions for us to answer. And you will listen to our... Uh, us go through the pain of answering those questions so so certainly stay tuned for that and of course zach will be back more to talk about some of the most interesting aspects of this new set as we learn and grow with it a little bit more over the coming days and weeks um and of course we're going to be diving into secrets of the crucible at some point this is the new keyforge rpg book which uh, is awesomeness on every page absolute kudos there to the Fantasy Flight Games RPG team, they've done an amazing job with this book. So without further ado, go and check out some more Mass Mutation stuff, spread across the Crucible, open those decks and have a bit of fun with it. And if you want to hear more from us on Call of Discovery, you can go through all of our episodes. You can check us out. We're most active on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. And if you've got any questions for us or you say, hey, Ed, hey, Zach, I've got this cool thing. I think you guys should do it or I think you guys should do something on it. And you can email us or you can email us any questions you like or you can tell us what you had for lunch or, you know, we don't mind, to be honest. And if you are willing and able, you can support us on Patreon as well. We have a Patreon account with lots of amazing, lovely goodies for you to check out. So please do have a look at that. If you think a friend would enjoy this podcast, please, please do help them to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery? Discovery. 